millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And this is the third part of our listener picks best of Steel Wars episode to kick us off into the 2017 podcasting season. A season that lasts for 365 days because sweet, sweet content does not sleep. So yeah, if you have not checked in on the Steel Wars feed this week, you may not have downloaded parts one and two. That uh, They're just joy-filled tales of what has happened on the show thus far and some really cool best-of clips as picked by you guys, the listeners. So go back and check those out if you haven't already. I know sometimes when we post up a bunch of episodes in a row, if you haven't refreshed on your podcatcher of choice, you might miss an app. But if you are up to date, let's get going with the best of episode part three. Eric Struthers, take it away. Next, we're going to talk to Jen Miller. She took a break from work to talk some Steel Wars. How did you first discover Steel Wars? Um, I am a avid listener of the Weekly Planet, and Nick Mason had mentioned it quite a few times on the show, so that he had been on Steel Wars, so I checked it out because I've I had heard of it from there. Now, what was your first Steel Wars episode that you heard? Do you recall who the guest was? I believe it was episode fifty nine, the one with Nick Mason, was the first one I listened. To. Now, do you have like what you would say is your favorite Steel Wars moment? My favorite Steel Wars moment at the right now is I re-listened to uh, the Rogue One video, the Rogue One where he watched the trailer with Dilruk. Oh yes. And, <laughs> and they were watching it, and that last moment when when Darth Vader came on the screen and <laughs> Dilruk just screamed. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. All right. Woo! Ha! <laughs> First play. Oh, yeah, right. Good music. The world is coming undone. No, Forrest Whitaker. Imperial flags rain across the galaxy. Gooseys. Mm. Can you be trusted without your shackles? Let's just get this over with, shall we? We've a mission for you. Your weapons test is in the world. <laughs> we need to know how to destroy it. If you're really doing this, I want to help. 
She's badass. Oh, yeah! No! I didn't want that last bit! No! So much for me not swearing this time! I, I was because uh, when it showed the logo, and I'm like, I wonder if they'll give us a Vader sting. I wonder if they'll give us a Vader sting. Mm, mm. Bang! I thought Steel was gonna die because he was laughing so hard. <laughs> Probably that, my favorite moment right now. Is there anything that you want to make sure that you get a chance to say to Steel or about the show or anything like that in this segment? I just think with this show, you can tell how much he really enjoys it and how much he really enjoys hearing back from the fans. He tells you every episode that he loves Star Wars, but you can really tell it by the way he talks about it and the guests that he has that come on. And he usually, even if they don't agree with him or he doesn't agree with them, they usually end up having a really civil conversation about it. Where was your fandom for Star Wars compared to where it is now when you first started listening to Steel Wars? Um, it's definitely gone up a lot since I've listened to Steel Wars. I've watched the movies more frequently. I think the second episode I listened to was um, the midnight premiere of The Force Awakens. And I think from there, it just kind of, it's gotten a little, I've started uh, collecting a little bit. Not a lot of figures or anything, but I've got a few that I started collecting and there may be a few on my Christmas list. <laughs> Cool. cool. Now, is there like one particular thing, you know, collectible that you would just would be the ultimate for you to get? Right now, I know I'm still on the Force Awakens, kind of the afterglow of that. So my husband knows I want a Sphero BB-8 for Christmas. That's that, that's 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 the guy I want right now. Well, they're a lot of fun. I, yes, I, they look that way. But the other problem is my husband also wants one. <laughs> well, I think you could use two of them at one time. You could fight. Yeah, I don't know. And the other thing is a lightsaber. I really want a lightsaber. Nice. Um, yeah. Who would your dream guest for a Steel Wars episode be? You know, I actually suggested one on Twitter. Um, I think Kevin Smith would be a lot of fun for Steel to talk to. Oh, that would I don't be know if good. that's a stretch or anything, but 
I know watching Kevin Smith's movies that he loves Star Wars. Probably not as much as Steel, but it's pretty up there. So I think that'd be a really good episode. I think they'd have a lot to talk about. Is there anything else that you want to throw out there? Anything? I, I, it's basically what I do to get through my work day is I listen to the Steel Wars podcast. And there's a few I'll listen to over and over again just because I find them hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like um, before this call, I was listening to uh, the Dean Haglund, Justin Hamilton live podcast. Oh, yeah. And I just find that so funny. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's the one Steel Wars podcast where they probably talk about Star Wars the least, <laughs> but it's still a lot of fun to listen to Steel go, all right, so let's go back to Star Wars. <laughs> but, you know, I I find it fascinating when a city somewhere just decides, you know, that movie that tanked everywhere else, we love it. Yeah. And, you know, in, uh, in Adelaide, which is in Adelaide... <laughs> Adelaide, for those of you who don't know, is where we pronounce Lego correctly. Don't make me start. I will explain it, but you guys don't seem to understand how English works. But this is, um, for some reason, did you ever see or hear of the movie Escape to Victory? Which was a movie starring... Please uh, passionately act it out for the next five minutes. Maybe I will. I need the whole plot line. Maybe I will. (laughs) It starts... It was a war movie starring Michael Caine and Sylvester Stallone and Pele. Oh, yes! And what happened was, in this movie, uh, they've got a POW camp, and for some reason, in this POW camp, all the soldiers are really quite fit and uh, (laughs) quite healthy, and they get a soccer team together, and as a little bit of uh, Nazi propaganda, those goddamn Nazis, they decided to put on their national... Soccer team against this POW team in Paris, and it like it was kind of you know what it was? It was Steve McQueen's The Great Escape with a little bit of round ball, like that's what it was. <laughs> and for some reason, it tanked everywhere in the world. But I remember at my primary school, the Italians and the Greeks thought this was the greatest film they had ever seen, and it ran for months. Right, like, and I, I remember seeing it two or three times, people cheering it. And it was oh, almost yeah. like a Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of experience. You know how people who see Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. know all the the bits and yell stuff out. People were yelling out in this movie, Escape to Victory. It wasn't until years later that you would talk about it in the state, and people would go, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, oh, it that's everywhere. Same, that's oh. the same thing. I didn't know that, that Phantom of the Paradise wasn't a big hit until yeah. I left and came to L.A. and go, well, surely we all know Phantom of the Paradise. They're like, what, that uh-huh. Brian De Palma piece of shit from 1974? Right. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling that Winnipeg's highest grossing Star Wars film is the holiday special. <laughs> okay, we the, still... The second Ewok film. <laughs> exactly. We celebrate Life Day. Uh, that is embarrassing. By melting a record on our face. That's <laughs> right. Uh, no, no, we... Uh, there, we enjoyed E.T. and stuff. That was also big hits. Like, yeah. you know, the regular movies did well there, too. Yeah. But for some reason, you, Fan of the Paradise. E.T. was really big in Winnipeg. Not so much the movie, but the Atari <laughs> <Yeah>. game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nerds. When, 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 yeah. When they discovered it in the landfill, Winnipeg yeah. went, woohoo! Yeah. We got it. There's, there's not many places you can drop a reference like that. No. No. 
So who is your character? I, I just have to placate the person that's screaming at the computer. It's just like, X-Files now, yeah, Phantom the of fucking, the what the, what the fuck? fuck? I don't know. Yeah. How do we get a Phantom of the Paradise? Now that we all have to see it. Yeah. Ah, that's that's going to happen. We should do a viewing of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, a viewing and... You just kept trying to wrangle them in and they just keep going off on these random tangents about like the X-Files or Phantom of the Paradise or... Batman versus Superman in Civil War. I just thought it was funny how he had to keep wrangling them back in. And it's one of those ones I listen to just as I'm like, these guys just let him do his job. <laughs> but it was still, it's, I still find it hilarious. I probably listen to that one. Cool. I listen to it quite frequently. I really like the uh, Colin shows. Well, I think the third one was the one with the uh, Mr. Sunday movies. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. And I, of. That was, that's the only one I've actually had the chance to listen to live because I, my work schedule shifts so often, but I was really excited to hear that one just because I like both of their podcasts so much. And it's just one of those, this is like awesome. All that was missing was Mason. <laughs> it's like perfect. Who are we talking to and where are you calling from? Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> What's going on? Um, sorry, um, this is Tom um, from the UK. Hey, hey Tom. Hey, hey Tom. Hey. Um, it's incredibly late at night, so sorry, I'm speaking really quietly. Nah, man, no problem. Um, it's like three o'clock over here. <laughs> um, it's way too late. One quick question. I'm going to put a bit of a spin on like quite a common question. Um, mm -hmm. Instead of saying, if you could meet any cast, any cast member of Star Wars, who would it be? I'm going to say, if you could adopt any member, any, any cast member, who would it be? Current age? So, like, they have to be... So, if I take Carrie Fisher, she's however old yeah. she is, and she lives with me, and she's just, like, a maniac. Just, yeah, I don't know what she's up to. Okay, okay. So, and they can't be dead, obviously. So, I can't be like, Alex. <laughs> it's, it's a current day... It's, it's an actor at current day. Yes. Oh, man. Who's the least, who's the least annoying? <sighs> you know what? John, Bo John Boyega seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> Do you reckon? Mm. He does seem like fun. Mm. I, I wouldn't mind having Daisy Ridley go halves in groceries each week. <laughs> sure, absolutely. You know what I do? I'd adopt Dennis Lawson and then just constantly ask him about Star Wars. You know, the guy who played Wedge Antilles who hates Star Wars. She's like, what was it like? What was Billy Dee Williams like? Did you, did you have any fun sets, fun stories on set? And he just, he just hates life. What was it like in the second Death Star? Yeah. <laughs> Did you consider doing a second lap when you're in there? Just to make sure you got it? <laughs> I would have. Maybe I would adopt Warwick Davis and just say, mate, back in the Ewok suit. <laughs> <laughs> and then just have a pet Ewok. That's exactly what I'd do. Yes, how could I do anything else than that? That is... I'm, I'm locking that in. So I'm, I'm ready to sign the adoption papers. <laughs> I think Jerry would feel a little pressure if that were the case. I feel like there'd be a competition. Nobody wants to see a cat with a broken heart. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> is um, is there anything else you want to add? His anniversary is next month, so a happy anniversary to him and Jacqueline would probably be a pretty good thing. There you go. <laughs> I wonder what a cat would do 
if it saw an Ewok in real life. Or an Ewok if it saw a cat, for that matter. I'm guessing that relationship would probably be a little bit like that sitcom ALF, if you remember that at all. Regardless. Next, we're going to hear from Aaron Boyd. He is proof positive that Pod It Forward is a real thing. How did you discover Steel Wars? Uh, I first discovered Steel Wars through the Star Wars Underworld podcast, and he was a guest. Uh, I think maybe a couple times where it just finally just clicked where I I just need to start following this guy. He's hilarious. Um, And yeah, I mean... And I found out he's a comedian. I'm a huge fan of comedians. So I just followed him and started listening to uh, all of his stuff on Steel Wars. And I, I became instantly hooked. That's been the tough thing with, like, you know, there's so much content of trying to keep up with it. Um, yeah. You know, like with making Star Wars.net's, you know, now this is podcasting. Um, I, you know, I listen to them occasionally. But then once Steel guested a few times, I started listening to it every week. Yep. Yes, man, I'm accumulating way too much. I, that's the same with me with making Star Wars. I think maybe three or four weeks ago when Steel when Steel came on, that was I think that was my first time listening to them, and yeah, I've been listening to them ever since. And Steel gave me a shout out, and I was really really excited about that today. <laughs> it was about the I made a GIF from like the behind oh, the scenes. That's deal. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the robot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. I remember him saying that. That's super cool, man. Now this this uh this uh droid. This guy does a lot of stuff. Did you everything? No, it all spins yeah, out and all. Yeah, it goes everything. crazy. Everything that that R two does everything. Yeah, it's it's like calm down. That was amazing. You don't just, need to do that. Much you know stuff. what, dude? Just farm it out to India. You're gonna CGI one back in. Like I two got weeks. excited hanging no. out with that R two. Did you actually see this R two? No, but if okay. I did. Yeah, I saw it in a video, and it made me excited. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I hope they they show. I that turned to the R two builder next to me, and I was like, "How come yours doesn't do all that stuff?" Right. And then, yeah, then we have the next shot here. The, um, the, I just want to give a shout out um, on Twitter at the Kenobi POV did an awesome gif of the silver R two doing all the flip out. So if you oh, go, okay. go check that feed and you want a sweet gif at Kenobi POV. Oh, yes. you know I want a sweet right. gif. Oh, I love POV stuff. <laughs> Okay. Not Kenobi. I guess it's just you and I, but <laughs> um. isn't it weird? Like, like stuff like that makes a an impact on you, even though yeah, <laughs> you know? it is. It's strange, but you know, once they once they give me that retweet, I'm I'm feeding for it. Yeah, I remember um, on making Star Wars or on a now this is podcasting. I had written a question about something. Steel was getting ready to read it, and he goes, this is from Eric Strothers, and Jason Ward goes, oh, man, he's a good dude. And Steele says, yeah, he's fucking awesome, and then takes off, and I'm like, that's going <laughs> to be my ringtone. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep getting so sidetracked. <laughs> so do you have, a do you have like, a favorite Steel Wars moment that sticks out to you? Yeah, I do. Um, so this one's from San, San Diego Comic-Con 2016, where... Steel is waiting for Jason Ward on like a a stoop at a, a Jason's hotel. Right. And, and I think this was all periscoped. I didn't see it, but my imagine my imagination did not disappoint. Like just thinking of Steel sitting on the streets of San Diego with people walking by and he's doing this. It's just 
it's still with these adorable little plush Star Wars Princess Leia and Jabba the Hutt toys made by Hallmark. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he's doing like this, uh, this lovely little musical play between the two toys. The following clips are highlights from a periscope I did Thursday evening. Warning, the content may be disturbing to all listeners. All right, well, I'm waiting for Jason to come let me into the hotel. So I'm having a beer out the front like a regular San Diego hobo. I am full hobo styles here. Any moment someone's going to flick me 20 cents. I'll show you my little itty bitties. Here we go. This is some content. I am Princess Leia. I am Jabba the Hutt. I am Princess Leia. Echuta, I am mean. I am mean. Mean. Oh, Jabba. Nothing will happen to me. No one will do a backflip and then grab a lightsaber and kill all my henchmen. That could not be possible. I think it might be possible. There is no way that could be possible. I think it could be. It couldn't be. Luke Skywalker's gonna kill you all. That is not going to happen. I think you're in for a surprise. I think it's you that's in for a surprise. Jabba. I am Princess Leia. I am Jabba the Hutt. It's my puppet show. Premium content. Thank you. <laughs> when will Jason whatever come to get me off the floor? Jason Ward. Where is Jason Ward? I don't know where Jason Ward is, but I'm homeless now. Spoiler, Jason Ward, your friend still is now homeless, but he has a jab on the heart. Jabba the Hutt And a Princess Leia And a Princess Leia Jabba the Hutt Jabba the Hutt Where is Jason Ward? When will Jason Ward ever come to make me unhomeless? Do you know where Jason Ward is? Exactly. He's the person that's left me out here. Why would someone leave someone as pleasant as me out here on the doorstep? 
Where is Jason Ward? Where is Jason Ward? He's left me homeless on the street in San Diego. San Diego. It's not nice being. Oh, yeah, I'm just waiting for someone. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just make sure you're okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm, oh, yeah I'm just periscoping. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Down, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, I'm fine. We don't have any change, sir. Yeah. Look, there is Jason Ward. There is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A guy just came out and thought, have you just fallen over like a security guard? He's worried about me. Mind you, I have been on Periscope for about half an hour singing about where is Jason Ward. <laughs> just looking straight up. Dude, no one would come down. I've tweeted you like 18 times. Look at this asshole that made me homeless. I'm the landlord. There is Jason Ward. There is Jason Ward. I have found Jason Ward. There is Jason Ward. Found Jason Ward. We are now not homeless. We are now at homeless. Yeah, I love that. It's great. Now, um, Aaron, is there anything that, like, you would, you want to, I want to make sure that I say this in this segment, you know, to steal or just about the show or otherwise? Yeah, you know, I just, I just want to say, Steele, thank you for all the, all the amazing content you give us. All of us Star Wars fans, we really, really appreciate it. And you know, thanks to Jackie too. That's a supportive lady you got there. And yeah, keep doing what you're doing, man. Hopefully, I can meet you and all the fans in Orlando this year. We'll see. It is really cool when somebody you admire gives you a shout out. That's also cool to see that everybody's doing their part to help make this community work. Next up, we got Patrick Bonfrisco. That guy's involved in everything. He does steal show notes. He's got a podcast of his own. He helps out with Rogue One, a podcast for winners. He's just an awesome dude. Let's hear what he's got to say. So how did you discover Steel Wars to begin with? I was a listener of uh, Will Anderson's um podcast Tofop and he mentioned how much he loved the Green Guide Letters podcast so I uh, at some point jumped over there check it out and it might have been an episode that Will was on I can't, I can't even remember but in one of the I Love Green Guide Letters episodes I listened to Steele mentioned that he had a Star Wars podcast and it was on at that point so I started listening became a supporter supporter let me try that one again so I started listening <laughs> became a supporter 
and uh, went back and tore through the back catalog uh, at work, and it really just got me through some of the most boring days at my old job, um, you know, in a way that other podcasts really didn't, because some of the ones that are just strictly news, you don't really want to go back and listen to all of them, because it's like, yeah, I, I know that now, you know, kind of thing. Right, right. But his was so interesting because of the interviews, um, because of the interesting people that he had on, um, that it just... It never got old, and even even when I kind of caught up in the supporter site to to where I had started on, I listened to them all again. So it was great. Yeah, I've I've mentioned that to a couple people that there's really no other podcast that I would have multiple listens unless there was like mm-hmm. a specific thing I was going back and trying to find. But he's he's just man, he's so engaging. His interview skills are top notch too. You know, it's and even when he puts out the uh, the little sizzle clips of old episodes, and I'm like, well, I I listened to that one, but. I, I always end up listening again, and occasionally because I have both feeds running in the regular and the VIP, and sometimes I'll just listen to both episodes, you know, both versions in the same week. Because right. why not? Right. Do, so, do you have like a favorite moment out of all the episodes that you've heard? Well, this I do, and it will it'll sound a little self indulgent, but bear with me. It was probably the night that I called into the Colin show for a number of reasons. Number one. Um, that was when Johnny Grasso was supposed to be on and ah, didn't ah. get through. And that was just hilarious in yeah. and of itself. Number two, instead of Johnny, we ended up with lawyer Rob and that was amazing. His first call in, but really it was because of Jacob, uh, the, 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 the young kid from Australia that called in. And I, that was just so cool to hear. All right. We've got someone on think? Skype. Let's what see you? what uh, they're going on. Skype caller. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Who are you and where are you calling from? I'm in Sydney, Australia. And what's your name? Jacob, yeah. Oh, Jacob. How you doing, man? Good. What's your question? Well, I don't know if it's um, too much of a question, but sort of a theory. It would have to be mellower than the last call. Go for it, buddy. Uh, In the Rogue One trailer... um, Yeah? I'm not... Or exactly which one, but you know when Jin Ursa's like turning around, she's in the Imperial suit, she's in that like little tube area with all the lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it might be similar to the one Luke went into in Empire um, in Cloud City or something like that when he fell down. Yeah, it looks very similar, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I think you could suppose that that sort of, like, piping, that sort of ventilation is, like, quite common in space stations and stuff. And, you know, much like if you go to, like, a, a, a building, like a skyscraper, when you go down the stairs, like in the fire escape, it all looks similar to any other building. So maybe whatever these air conditioning shafts or um, utility shafts, they, they do look, you know, you know, relatively similar um, around yeah. the galaxy. But I, I do think you're onto something that they've put that in to sort of spark up our memories of The Empire Strikes Back. Like, you know, Star Wars gets us into Star Wars by doing callbacks to other Star Wars movies. You know, that's why, you know, JJ stuck with the, the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters in The Force Awakens, you know, because it instantly, like, it's Star Wars without question. And, and I think that, that, that tube, 
you know, it might be a similar thing where they're, they're trying to remind us of the uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, are you yeah, pretty amped for Rogue One, mate? Yeah. What character do you like the most? Uh, I'm not too sure. Right now it's Jyn because she's um, one of the best characters I know so far. Yeah, she just seems so cool, huh? Yeah. And um, one extra thing um, I just wanted to say, because I've been trying to call up for um, the past two weeks, just uh, I'm not sure if you remember, but um, I think it was last year um, at the Harrison Ford thing at the Opera House. Um, I, I, I do talked, vaguely remember that day, yes. Yeah, and I talked to you on FaceTime on my dad's phone. Ah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, I do remember that, Jacob. That was one of my um, that was one of my favourite days ever. It was uh, it was so much fun. And uh, yeah, you said I could get a chance to be on the podcast, and now I sort of am. You definitely are. You are now on the podcast. Now you're yeah. going to have to have some actually proper goals in life that you've achieved. This. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time, you know, Steel left me on, and I was just listening to Jacob ask questions and talk about Star Wars, and all I could think about is, where was a show like this when, when I was his age? I wish we had something, you know, we'd just talk about it on the playground at school. It's all we ever talked about, the Star Wars, Star Wars. Who do you think, uh, who do you think the other that you're to refer to is going to be, you know? Right. But, but to have an outlet like this, especially when I got to that age that my friends moved on and got into other stuff and I was still all about star Wars, uh, there wasn't a community then. So, you know, I was born in 76. So just, just the perfect age for, for return of the Jedi. Really. I was seven when it came out and then there were no more movies and friends moved on and I didn't, I was still way into it. Just what he's given us. And, and just to see that he's, it's not just our generation. He's given something to the people who, Force Awakens and Rogue One, that's going to be their Star Wars. That's where that's going to be their starting point. This is this is amazing. It's something I wish I had. It, you know, almost got a little choked up on that show listening to Jacob ask his questions about Jin. You know, I thought the same thing whenever whenever he uh, he called in and it, just how cool Steel was about it, you know, yeah. and really trying to make a point of making him feel like a big deal for for calling yeah. in. And um, I made a couple of clamor clips from that one of them was you everybody thanks for Jeez. listening to me i'll put Sorry. you back on hold yeah. hey, you're right hey steel this is still patrick quick question for you you said it's a hey, safe patrick. haven are how, you feel- how, how are you going buddy just sitting there <laughs> you said it's a safe haven are you still feeling safe <laughs> i'm just feeling confused um i'm, I'm alone <laughs> i'm afraid i um i, I thought i was going to be spending the morning talking to johnny grasso and but the, the 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 chat room is in tears that you were sitting there. You're you're still here with us. Oh man, I couldn't give up on that one. I've I had notes of things to talk about. Uh, through the week, what was your question, Patrick? I don't even remember. There's something about that that was so funny. Oh my God. And you know, something else about that episode in particular with lawyer Rob, which now like, I love listening to the guy talk. He's yeah, incredibly intelligent and you know, he's got a lot going on where when he talked about not wanting to stifle his son's creative impulses by dumping mm-hmm. too much of, of the reality of star Wars on him. 
And, you know, when you go back to that first episode where he called in, he was coming across so strong and like such a butthole. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Steele, you could tell he was getting annoyed. But, um, you know, he went forward and wanted to make that dynamic work out. Where a lot of guys, you know, I've got some friends who listen to like hardcore right wing talk radio. Not like alt right, but you know what I mean. And yeah. where they're like, somebody pisses them off, burn the bridge, baby. It's, you know. Yeah, dump the call. They usually dump the call. And, and he just, he let him yeah. get through everything he wanted to say, responded when he could get a word in. And, but it was, yeah. it was fun. And, right. and then encouraged him, hey, man, mm-hmm. you know, you had a call lot of again. good stuff. Call again. Let's yeah. just chill call it out. And, and, man, that really stuck out to me. Because a lot of guys wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he knew the guy, the guy was sort of railroading him. Because of how passionate he was about Star Wars, which is what the whole point is. Yeah, yeah that was that was great. And dude, Jacob, oh my god, when he he said, "Do you have any advice for Johnny Grasso?" That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that <laughs> that was that was the best. That kid was super cool. Um, <laughs> you did a great job on that too. When uh, Steel was, you were the right guy to pick. Whenever this last call-in show where he fell off to come in oh. and try to rein it in. <laughs> try to wrap it up. Yeah, it was, man, it was out of hand. But. What was funny, too, is when I jumped on that Skype, I think because there were so many people on at that point all talking at once, I couldn't even tell if you could hear me. So I just sat for probably about five minutes waiting for some for some dead air to try uh-huh. to jump in and wrap it up, and there wasn't any because everyone was just going nuts. But, I mean, that was <laughs> half the fun of it. And just like we were talking about um, – with lawyer Rob and the, his first call in, what was funny is we, we thought it was going to be Johnny because it was the same area code. And we're like, all right, we finally got Johnny. And he just went for it. The second, <laughs> second lawyer Rob was on, he just went for it. And, and like you said, what was great is what was that at no point did Steele dump the call. He let it go. And that's why I think the Facebook group is so aptly named. It really is a safe space. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter what your opinion is, as long as you keep it relatively positive right. that, Everybody can just jump in there and talk about what their point of view is. And there are some other Facebook groups, not so much, that <laughs> you got to be careful what you say. Or you either get banned or, you know, everybody starts yelling at you or if it's, you know, we all know how Twitter can be. So um, in, in a large way, that Facebook group really brought me back to talking about Star Wars on Facebook because I really only did it on Twitter because I could kind of control who I'm talking to. Right. And now that the group exists, I feel like I'm, I'm on there all day, every day. Just talking Star Wars, or even if I'm, you know, busy and don't really have time to talk, I, I every time I see somebody posted something and I jump in and read it real quick before I go on and do something else, it's just incredibly entertaining and just just so much fun to see uh, people sharing in such a positive way. Yeah, I'm really glad that he did that, and mm-hmm. I, I think that was part of what made me get the idea to do this. It's just like he put a lot of, of thought into that. You know, it wasn't yeah. like, man, this is going to get more people listening to my show. He was, you know. No, he, he, it was a gift to the people that already listen. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're right. I I had not been engaging on Facebook for, and I would say easily, months, you know. I, um, so I, I had an old Facebook account that I closed down because I, um, I'm in a, in a professional business fraternity or, you know, I was a member when I was in college and it's for life. So since then I've become a volunteer. So I sit on the organization's board of directors and it's mm-hmm. like being on the board of directors for any charity because we are a charity. Right. And, um, or a non, I should say 
a nonprofit. We're not technically a charity, but you sit on the board of directors of a, of a nonprofit, and it's a professional business fraternity. So it's not like a social or stuff you see on in movies. It's it's something completely different. And it got to the point that I ended up closing my Facebook because I ended up with something like 2,000 students that had added me over the years. I created two separate ones, one that was for the fraternity and all the people I knew there and all the contacts had made, and one that was just for my family, essentially, and maybe some my high school buddies. And all I really wanted to see on that one was, you know, pictures of my nephews and nieces because they live on the East Coast and I never see them. And slowly that one lately has turned into my Star Wars Facebook too, you know, <laughs> right. because it's the stuff where I talk about anything non, you know, fraternity related. And so I was very careful of what got put on either one. And so I didn't even join a bunch of, of the any of the Star Wars groups because I probably only had, you know, less than 50 contacts on that Facebook when I first set it up, just old, old friends and close family and tried to keep it nice and clean. And then this came along and, and it changed everything. Cause now I'll add people that I've never even, I, with that account, I was real careful. Like I don't even add anybody I didn't know. Cause it's pictures of little, my, my little nephews and nieces and stuff. And oh, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sure, not that, sure. not that I worry about it. It's just like, nobody would be interested in this, like, you know? And then now it's like, ah, I don't need to meet these people because they're all awesome. Like you can tell in the group, they've yeah. already been, they've already been pre-screened by seal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's nice. It hasn't gotten out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, but, but I know exactly what you're saying. Like just, okay. You know, I'm on the, I'm on the platform at church all the time. I, mm -hmm. you know, I play guitar. I, I play guitar looking exactly like I do in all my mm -hmm. profile pictures, the long hair, the flying feet, but I can't not accept a friend request from anybody in the church. It's just bad business, right. you know? Exactly. So, so that's why you know, I really have to think about, and that's weird to have to do that, but it's a good exercise because mm -hmm. I'll, t I'll tell you one thing, man, <laughs> I've had to tell my, the band at the church, you know, um, I've got some people I pay and a lot of them are volunteers. Look, you can't, you can't, you know, be flipping some guy off at the red light or cussing somebody out at the convenience store because sure as shit, you're going to get out there on stage on Sunday and yeah. there they're going to be. And, they're going to be right there. Yeah. And, and that, that was, you know, that was my thing. I was in the same boat with my students. I can't not accept the requests. And sometimes they forget that my role in the organization is volunteer. So they might send me an email and not get a response. And with my old Facebook, they, they kind of be like, well, you don't have time to answer my email, but I see that you went to see star Wars five times this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is what made me split them up in the first place. I'm like, I don't need you guys seeing what I do in my personal time. And I was really cautious about who I even talked to on the family one. Cause that's where I would put my star Wars ticket stubs. And, you know, I went to see force awakens 23 times and every time posted about it. Cause I was having such a great time, but now to be in this, this community, it, it is, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's the opposite of everything I was worried about. Um, and, and it's also kind of nice because, like you said, like nothing's blown up yet. But I also feel like when it does, the group will take care of it because it's kind of, you know, we all know that that's why we're in it. We wanted a, a safe space and they won't do it in a harmful way that nobody's going to get yelled at. It's just going to be like, hey, man, maybe don't post that, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I, I do. I feel like it'll be perfectly self-policing, you know. Yeah. And man, I can't believe you saw The Force Awakens 23 times in the theaters. I, yeah, I, I couldn't stop going. <laughs> I have not talked to anybody yet and tell you that had beat my 15 times. But uh, I don't want to get too sidetracked because in case you have to go, but is there anything in this that you wanted to specifically make sure you get to say, like to steal 
or or about the show or anything? I just want to say a, th- a big thank you to him that lots of people do podcasts. Uh, lots of people do great podcasts, but he's put out so much, I don't even want to say content. It's just so many different avenues for us to enjoy Star Wars with each other between the regular show, the call-in show, the um, certain point of view show, the trash compactor, his many appearances on other shows, now the Facebook group, um, the midichlorian count. Um, I don't know how he finds time for all of this, but I hope that he knows how much we all enjoy it. I mean, I really can't speak for everybody, although I think I can, but I can definitely speak for myself and say I, I enjoy this so much. It, it makes... When I was, I'm, luckily for me right now, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm not working right now, so I have all the time in the world to go see Rogue One. But when I was working, it really helped me get through the day. Uh, it, when when I had a boring day, sitting at my desk, just laughing hysterically with headphones on, and everyone knew I was listening to Star Wars podcasts, so they didn't even ask. But they didn't really understand why Star Wars podcasts would be funny. You know, I think that's the thing they just didn't get is okay interviews or they're breaking news. I'm like, no, it's 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 something completely different it's hilarious and it it really did it really got me through the day and um i'm sure i'll be back to work soon probably in january and i'm looking forward to going back through the back catalog again and (laughs) listening to everything for the third or fourth time to get through those unbearable days that i that i know are coming but um and and also just if if nothing else all that long long break in between star wars films now i know how lucky we are now that we get them every year and that always was that wasn't always the case um can't believe there was a time when we waited three years or or much much longer between but still that time in between he fills all that time that we just can enjoy the wait um it's it's half the fun now is is you know we sit here counting down to rogue one and on the one hand i can't wait for it to get here but on the other hand the wait hasn't been bad (laughs) we've had so much star wars in between with with all the podcasts and that all these great people do for us, but also all the uh, other uh, avenues he's given us. And especially now with this Facebook group where we can all talk to each other and meet other people who are just as into it as we are. I mean, it's funny because you hear names that you recognize from shows, whether it's from letters or if it's someone from that you've heard on the call-in show, but now we all get to talk to each other, which is something, you know, pretty unique, pretty unique, I think. So again, the thing I want to tell him is just thank you. Awesome, man. That was great. That was great. Thanks for making everybody else look like a turd. I'm just kidding. That, <laughs> but, but it really was. That was awesome. Um, you know, I, mean, I can't imagine being somebody in his position, hearing that and not have it mean a tremendous amount to him. Oh, I know? hope so. And another nod to Jacob in that one. That kid's a huge deal. Thank you so much, Eric, for your just... Such a cool thing. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying all these best of clips. If you're new to the show, I hope it's sending you to go check out other episodes in the show notes. I try to put in as many links as possible so you can easily just click on those and you get taken directly to the episodes in question. Uh, Thank you, Jennifer, Aaron, and Patrick Bonfresco for sharing your memories and also thanks to Patrick who's doing the show notes for all these episodes and I know Patrick found it weird writing show notes to himself. 
And tomorrow we will have the fourth and final part of this marathon series. I, I, I do have a issue with putting up a four-hour, four-part best-of episode, but this is what you guys, you guys recorded it, and so I figure that other people will want to listen to it. I enjoyed listening to it because it made me feel pleasant inside, which is a beautiful thing. Thank you guys so much. Last part tomorrow, and then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled content. May that falls be with you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.